Welcome back. This is episode four of Outrage Podcast. Since the last episode, there have been several news updates regarding Democrats and raising the debt ceiling, top defense officials hearing, the left's continued acts of censorship, and a little extra, which I want to add. As you all are probably aware, the national debt is at out-of-hand unsustainable levels, causing Congress and the Democrats rushing to extend the debt ceiling. Well, the House on Wednesday passed a bill that would suspend the debt ceiling. This will now pass over to the Senate where it is expected to be blocked by Republicans. Republicans have a reason for why they oppose extending the debt ceiling. Republican Representative Carol Miller spoke on the House floor and said, My colleagues across the aisle want to raise a debt ceiling to pay for their $3.5 trillion tax and spending spree. In my home state of West Virginia and across the country, people are paying more for gas, groceries, and everyday items because of the liberals' reckless spending. Republican Representative Carol Miller is one of many Republicans who oppose the Democrats' attempt to extend the debt ceiling. The Democrats have passed outrageous spending bills which have increased the national debt and raised inflation to unsustainable levels, resulting in higher gas prices, higher prices at the grocery store, and yet they are still pushing for the largest spending bill in American history, containing $3.5 trillion, but will actually cause somewhere around $4 to $5 trillion. This is what Representative Carol Miller from West Virginia was explaining on the House floor. The Democrats are more than aware that they cannot pass their outrageous spending bill unless the debt ceiling is suspended. By suspending the debt ceiling, it will allow the Fed to pay for their spending spree. By extending the debt ceiling, it will allow the Fed to be able to borrow more money so that later on they can approve the Democrats' spending bill and actually afford it. That is one of the reasons why Republicans are opposed to suspending the debt ceiling. The left claims they are the party of the people and claims they are here to help the people. But what the people don't realize is that they are not helping you prosper. They are only restricting you from prospering. The liberal Democrats know how the system works and understand how money works. That is their advantage over the majority population which is not aware of how money or the system truly works. By the liberal Democrats giving the public monetary assistance, they are maintaining the public dependent upon them. If they provide the public with just enough to where people see some help, where people are able to pay some of the bills and survive, but not to the point where those people won't need the government's help anymore. So they provide just the perfect balance to maintain the people needing of their help. Then if you have any level of common sense, you would understand that by maintaining someone dependent or reliant, Upon your assistance, you now have gained control over that individual or group. Later on, that individual or group will then support you, in this case, vote for you at the elections, maintaining you in power. That is the Democrats' entire strategy. That is what the Democrats are trying to achieve. That is why they always advocate for universal basic monthly payments, because they know, sadly, the truth is that they know that people who receive that assistance are going to feel, okay, wow, the Democrats are giving me money. This money is helping me pay my bills. It's helping me pay my basic bills and survive. If I don't vote for them and if I don't help maintain them in power, I'm going to stop receiving this monthly payment. So I better go vote for them at the polls and at the election so that they maintain in power so I continue receiving my assistance. Say the population's are the ones who suffer the consequences. Talking about poor policies and consequences, 
top defense officials continue their hearing with Congress where they are receiving harsh questioning from lawmakers on both sides of the political spectrum. Both Republican and Democrat lawmakers are aware of the completely devastating catastrophe of the Afghanistan withdrawal. General Milley and General McKenzie and Secretary Austin all received criticism for their handling of the Afghanistan withdrawal. Now to their defense, while they are also to be held accountable for what occurs in Afghanistan, it was not their decision to make on how to execute the withdrawal. They simply advised the president, give the president their military advice, but it, it is the president's responsibility to actually decide how the withdrawal will be executed. Which we all know the president's decision led to the disastrous withdrawal which occurred. General Milley stated, We must remember that the Taliban was and remain a terrorist organization and they still have not broken with Al-Qaeda. At least we have one top official who is willing to say the words which Biden and his administration are so reluctant to say. The Taliban was and still is a terrorist organization. The country of Afghanistan is in control by terrorists. Although our president might not want to say those words, we can all agree that the Taliban are a terrorist organization. Ranking member Mr. Rogers asked General Milley whose decision it was to draw down from 2,500 troops to 650 and then eventually to zero to only defend Kabul and the State Department. General Milley refused to admit it was the White House and the State Department decision to, with, to draw down from 2,500 troops to 650 and then eventually to zero. The White House and the State Department are responsible for the chaos that occurred, stated ranking member Mr. Rogers. In August 31st, President Biden called the withdrawal an extraordinary success, leaving behind hundreds of American citizens, if not thousands, leaving behind billions of dollars in military equipment and weaponry, the murder of dozens of Afghan civilians, and most importantly, the cowardly murder of 13 brave American soldiers. That is considered a success by your president. Now shifting on to other topics, I quickly want to say a few things regarding the immigration crisis. Democratic Texas Mayor Pete Sands stated that the President Donald Trump's immigration policies were working regardless of what people said about Trump's border policies. The border was secure under President Trump. We saw record loads of immigration in 45 years under President Trump's policies. Whether you liked them or you didn't, they worked. Under President Biden and his socially accepted policies, the situation at the border is out of control. But again, it is all part of Biden's administration's plan. Haitian immigrants continue to cross the border, Panama Foreign Minister Erica Moñez during a new interview with Axios stated that in the year 2021 alone, more than 85,000 Haitians have crossed Panama and are all obviously headed for the United States, where we will all accept them with open borders and open arms. YouTube. Google-owned YouTube tightens its policies and bans all high-profile anti-vaccine accounts. This is just another of many acts of censorship by big media who hold all the power in modern communication. Many people on Twitter and overall 
claim that the First Amendment applies to Congress and the government, but not to private companies who impose their own policies. That is correct, but it does not deny the fact that it is just convenient for the left to continue promoting their systematically and morally wrong agenda, which infringes people's basic human rights. It is not about whether you are pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. It is about having the freedom to freely express your view on the vaccine without being censored. It is about having personal choice to take the vaccine or not. Many famous names have publicly came out against vaccine mandates. LeBron James, a highly recognized NBA player who has publicly stated support for BLM on Tuesday during a press conference was asked regarding his view on the vaccine. LeBron went on to say, in his own words, I think when it comes down for me, I can speak for myself. I think everyone should have their choice to do what is best for their family. People are waking up. Realize that it is not about whether the vaccine is safe or not. It is simply about allowing people the right to take the vaccine if they want and not take it if they don't. Do not force everyone or threaten people's jobs if they do not take the vaccine. Analyze this that I'm going to say right now. I want you to analyze what I'm about to say. The government is telling us that hospitals are at max capacity due to the high incoming levels of infected patients. There is a shortage of hospital beds, but then they are firing nurses and doctors who refuse to take the vaccine. How does that make sense? The hospitals are at max capacity. They're having to build tents on the parking lots to be able to assist the infected patients with COVID-19 which means that they're going to need as much professional assistance as they can, but then they're firing doctors and nurses who refuse to get vaccinated. If you need as much assistance, as, as much professional assistance as you can, how are you going to start laying off and firing your workers, your doctors, your nurses, simply because they refuse to take a vaccine? At the end of the day, the main idea is allowing everyone the right to decide for themselves whether they want to be vaccinated or not, whether they want to wear masks or not. The government cannot obligate anyone to do what they say is best for them because the government does not know what is best for you or what is best for me. This is regardless of political beliefs, ideology, all of that aside. This is about maintaining our basic human rights and freedoms as American citizens. People do not risk their lives coming to the United States for no reason. People do not hop on little boats and rafts and cross hundreds of miles of dangerous terrain to come to the United States for no reason. They come and they risk their lives because this is supposed to be the land of the free. The country where your human rights are respected and your personal, personal choice is respected. If we do not preserve that, then what do we have left? 